0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at
1: Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message.
0: Aren't you glad we're in church today? Man, this is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. You know, aren't you glad that God is loving, forgiving, merciful, and kind? Man, we can only love him because he first loved us. Isn't that right? Because God is love. Andrew, why don't you come and do announcements,
1: praise God, and then we'll come back and see you. Welcome everybody. How we doing this morning at Life Family Church? Man, I tell you, I am so excited to be here. I just I just look forward to every Sunday this is this is where I know I'm like I'm gonna come in. People are going to love me. I'm going to be like family because sometimes we go to work, you're just like, I don't, you know, they love what I do, but maybe not everything. So, hey, here we go. So, I love being at Life Family Church. Welcome. If you are new, we have our welcome packet. It has our connect group, our connect card in here. Uh, If you could just please fill that out, turn it back to the Source Center after service for a free gift. Now, along those same lines, uh, today is our deadline. We have a new membership class coming up This coming Sunday, so next Sunday... A new membership class is is taking place, so if you've been coming here for a while and you haven't signed up, or maybe like this is your first day here and you're like, you know what, I really love this church, and you wanna be an official member here because you're already family just by walking in, but if you wanna be an actual member here, please sign up today in the Source Center. You come see Miss Lexi. She's gonna be in there after service with the sign-up sheet. It's gonna be great. Again, that's 9.30 a.m. next Sunday, and guess what, guys? Pastor Marie and I are actually gonna do the class, so it's gonna be really fun now Cause that's going to be way cool. I can't wait. So please, again, see Miss Lexi after service. Also, uh, this Tuesday we have Connect Groups at 6 p.m. Connect Group's amazing. It's a great time to come in and Really, get to get to know each other. We get to spend time with each other by eating food, and then we get the food in our spirit. We're gonna have the word coming in, which is my kind of night because I have the word and food at the same time. That's awesome, guys. I just love it. Um, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little bit of a foodie. I love food. So, uh, sweet potato casserole. Hey, if you want to bring in chicken wings, that's awesome too. Been craving. I mean, I mean, people have been craving those lately, so that would be great. Also, Women's Workout Wednesday, that is this Wednesday night, it's amazing, we do it every Wednesday night, my beautiful wife leads that class, it was on her heart to do something like that for the women, um, so if you're interested, that is at, what is it, 5.30pm, uh, every Wednesday night, Uh Chrissy has these, you know, amazing dance videos. Uh, They're all Christian-based. They're modest. They're fun. They're exciting. I know quite a few of you have already gone to it. But, you know, tell your women friends. It's great. Again, this is just for the women, not for the men. So don't invite men friends. Just bring in the women. So it is awesome. It's a great time for you guys, all right? So then next up. Oh, in the seven eight, we have jiu-jitsu class, so that is amazing, too. That's for the men. See, the women's was started up because the men already have ours, so we have our jiu-jitsu class. Uh, Pastor teaches the Gracie Combatives jiu-jitsu, so it's not just Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's actually the Gracie Combatives, which is what the police force learns, so it's a great way to learn self-defense. I mean, come on, all of us men, if we're not working, we should be there because, I mean, let's, yeah, it, it's that time of day, so it's great, so please come out for that also we have uh, faith for free in march so after this month we have lcu um and if you're not looking to enroll which hopefully you are because lcu is amazing it's a great way to have a deeper foundation of the word um you know it's an accredited college too so it's not like one of those like hey this is a bible college where you don't get credit for it just you only get credit in heaven this actually get credit in heaven and down here so it's really cool so but if you just want to sit in on the classes like a midweek service we have what's called faith for free so if you have any questions, come See Miss Lexi about that in the source center after service. Got to get those in today as well. Um, then we have Saturday Soul Winning. That's at ten forty-five a.m. It's a great way to be able to pour out to the community, to be able to really just pour out the love of God to the community. I mean, you know, we're you know obviously the heartbeat of God is soul, so we're out there doing the Lord's work, you know, and being vessels for Him. It's a great way to not only. Be able to again spread love to Plant City. But also, too, guys, it's uh you get your hours for LCU, so it's gonna double. If you're in LCU, you need those hours anyway. So come on out and it's still cool. So um, and then this is really exciting. We have marksmanship day. That is gonna be March 2nd. That's where obviously we're gonna learn how to um, better. Uh, shoot guns, of course, and uh, just be more acquainted with it, um, as well as, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's totally going to be a blasty blast. You want to come out to that. It's going to be great. That's going to be, again, March 2nd. uh, It's going to be 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at uh, the Brennan's Ranch. uh, So you definitely want to come out for that. Uh, and last but not least, uh, please check your email connections and our website calendar. Of course, we have our uh, app, actual website, which is lifefamilychurch.net. Um, it has our calendar with all of our upcoming events, so you're you know, always aware of what's going on because here at Life Family Church, we don't slow down. We speed up for the, for the, uh, for the love of God and to build his kingdom, amen? So uh, thank you guys so much. Let's get back to it.
0: Amen. All right, open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. Pastor Marie and I were talking. uh, We do talk, by the way. Praise God. Amen. We were talking talking this morning. And um, something that was very interesting that we noticed uh, with God, how, how many ever heard the phrase, I think it was John Wesley said it, and he said something like this, it seems that God can do nothing in the earth today unless somebody asks him. Anybody ever heard that? phrase before okay but that's kind of interesting that phrase and we were thinking about that phrase but then we got to meditating on the word and sometimes when you meditate on the word you get deeper revelation on something deeper revelation is good right so that's a good that's part of it and uh, you know sometimes during the 1800s the men and women of God only operated in the revelation that they had can you say amen because the word the word of God is impregnable right? So I went ahead and I turned to 1 Kings 17. You've heard me talk about this, the instruction you follow determines the outcome of your life. Is that right? So if we put it like this, the instruction you follow and being obedient to that instruction determines the outcome of your life. Because we've kind of noticed that when it comes to miracles, let me ask this question, how many need a miracle? Maybe in your body, financially. Let Let me see your hand. Holy Jesus, mother of grace, smoking coals on the altar of God, Let me see your hands if you need a miracle. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, today's your day. Yeah, come on. Today's your day. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, thank God. This is awesome. So pick up your ears because I think God wants to talk to you about how to get your miracle right now. Okay, whether it's financial, physical, emotional, relational. The principle I'm going to share right now will enable you to get your miracle. Okay, so we got to to talking this morning and we noticed that there was always a corresponding action to the instruction that got the miracle. Did you hear what I said? Yes. There's always a corresponding action on our part that enables God to produce the miracle in your life. Now let me give you some scriptures to kind of show you what I'm talking about here. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 1 out of the King James version of the Bible. There's actually three versions I like. I like the King James, the Amplified, and the Passion. That's kind of, the, the Passion's the new one. That I add to all three of those, okay? And Elisha the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. So in other words, he just prophesied by the word of the Lord a famine in the land. Wow. So maybe you're facing a famine in your land somewhere. So you have to remember, the instruction you follow or the, and, or the action that you put to the instruction determines the outcome of your life. Amen. Now watch. And I point, I, you know, I've read this over and over again, but then this morning, I point, God pointed out to me certain things within this portion of Scripture that was like really cool. Verse 2, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, so he needed an instruction from God, because not only was the people... Of Egypt and the region going to be affected by a three and a half year famine. But he was going to be affected by the famine in which he just spoke out of out of his mouth. Okay. So the word of the Lord came. Watch this. Anytime the word of the Lord comes to you, it's for your good. Amen. Amen. Every word is for your good. Just say this with me. Say God, good, good. devil bad. bad. Sickness bad. Healing Healing, good. (laughs) Poverty, bad. Prosperity good. That's the gospel. That's the good news of the gospel. Anything that negatively affects your life is not from the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not from God. It's from the enemy. And it's from this fallen world that we're in. Okay? So watch this. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide thyself by the brook cherub that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did. He went and did. That's right. So he got an instruction of a famine, and he needed an instruction from the Lord. Because, and then the Lord led him to a place of Provision. Provision is made where the will of God is known. Let me say that again. Provision is made where the will of God is known. So the Bible says, if we ask anything of the Lord according to his will, it will be granted to us. Okay, so we know this. Healing is his will. We know that to be true because in the book of Mark chapter 2, there was a man who had leprosy. And came to Jesus and said, will thou make me clean? And Jesus said, I will. Pushed forward his hand, touched him, and he was made whole. So we know that healing is the will of God. So if you're sick in body or you're having trouble in your body, the will of the Lord is for you to be healed. We know that to be true because in 3 John, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things, or I pray above all things, that thou mayest be in health. And in that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Okay? So we know that healing is the will of God. we know that prosperity is the will of God. Two main areas that the enemy will attack you in relentlessly. It'll be in your health and it'll be in your finances. Amen. And I remember Brother Hagin said this. You have to concentrate on those two things constantly. If it's not your finances, then it's your body. Like I'm recovering from a, a rotary cuff injury. I hurt myself. <sighs> you know, some things at almost 53, you couldn't do. You can't do when you were 21. I just, you know, young in heart, it's a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. I didn't get any amens on that one. Praise God. I'll be 53 in a couple months, praise God. I don't feel 53 on the inside. Praise God, amen, <laughs> hallelujah. In the words of T.L. Osborne, how many of you know who T.L. Osborne is? Okay, the great evangelist T.L. Osborne, but he was like 80s I think 86 or 88 when he died or something like that. And um, I remember him saying, because uh, there was a group of evangelists that we met with, about eight of us, and we spent like eight hours with him. And one of the statements that he made was in in that meeting in one of my friends' house, uh, Daniel King's house. He said, man, when you get up in your 80s, boy, this body bites. (laughs) Ah, So so as you're progressing forward, you you know, I, I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Okay. So on the inside, we're renewed day by day. Praise God. Even though the outward man perishes, we're renewed. But in these last days, God's renewing our strength. And we're going to rise up with winged as eagles, And the devil's a liar and he's under our feet. And by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Can you say amen? It's a good word, good word. So he goes on to say it here. He said, get thee hence, so he turn eastward, okay. And he said, drink of the brook, and I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And so he went and did according to the word. So he had to put action to the instruction. So when he put action to the instruction, look what happens. It says this. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, and he went and he dwelt by the brook of Cherith before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. So he had, he had a hamburger in the morning, he had a hamburger in the evening, and he had seltzer water to drink. Amen. amen. So never, if you're a hunter, never shoot a raven. Can you say amen? Because ravens can bring provisions. I got good news. The ravens are coming. The ravens are coming. Hallelujah. Yeah, flap, 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 right? The ravens are coming. You ought to make that declaration. Ravens are coming by your house every day. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know it was really cool? When we lived out at, on County Line Road and before we sold the house, there was two turtle doves that would come and coo right above my prayer room in the garage. And the other day, I was in my prayer room, and I heard this... Like, I'm glad y'all moved too. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> and they were on the corner of that where my prayer room was. That's awesome. That is like so cool. I don't believe in coincidence. No. You believe in coincidence? I don't think there's such thing as coincidence. Come on now. So the ravens are coming. So where there's provision, there was provision with the instruction. The instruction you follow determines the outcome of your life. As long as you put action to the instruction. Yeah. So it said he went and Whitney did. Now watch this. Um, And it came to pass, verse 7, and it came to pass after a while, the brook had dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Sometimes when things look a little drier in your life, it's time for a new instruction. Sometimes when things begin to dry up, it's time for a new instruction. Now watch this, verse verse 8 says, and then the word of the Lord came to him saying, watch this, arise and get thee. Arise and get thee. The first instruction was, rise up and go. And then all of a sudden, that dried up. Provision dried up. Hello. And then he, then he got another word, arise and get thee. Now watch, now, watch what he did. Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee there. So he arose and went. He arose and went. So I circled this. So it says, in verse 3, it says, get thee hence. Verse 5 says, so he went and did. And in verse 9, he said, arise and get thee. Verse 10, so he arose and went. Verse 11, and she was going to do. Wow. See, sometimes, you know, we get this connotation with God. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. But in reality, God is waiting on you to follow the instruction, to do something so that you can get your provision I get your need met. You know, every answer to every problem is found in the Word of God, but we have the responsibility to dig into the Word to find the answer. Amen. If there's a marital issue, it's in the Word. If there's a love issue, it's in the Word. If there's a healing issue, it's in the Word. If there's a prosperity issue, it's in the Word. That's the reason why we have to do Psalms 119, verse 11. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 119, verse 105. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hebrews 4:12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, the dividing the soul and spirit, and joints of Mars, the discerner of the heart. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word came among us and dwelt us, dwelt among us, and became flesh. He entered into the world, and the world received him not, came to his own people, and his own people received him not. But he entered into the world because he was light. Because he is light, you are light, because he is salt, you are salt. And, he, and the light penetrated the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Because how can darkness overcome light? It can't. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. So therefore, you've got to walk the word out. If you work the word, the word will work. But if you don't work the word, the word won't work. So what do you got to do? You've got to work the word. And how easily do we let things slip? Because Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says, We should take the most earnest heed to those things which we hear, lest than any time we let them slip. And we all do it. We all let things slip. I let some things slip this week. Did you let some things slip this week? Absolutely. Anybody repented beside me? Yeah. yeah Andrew repented toward Chrissy because, you know, he just, you know, he didn't take out the trash like he was supposed to. He says, honey, I repent. Praise God, amen. And he went and took out the trash. Come on, hello. N- none of y'all, n- everybody, none of you. For a second there, I thought, man, I was among the holy angels because only a few people lifted their hands about asking God to forgive them. Let me ask you something. Anybody? Okay, it's a little better. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, amen. All right. Yeah. I had to ask God to forgive me. You know, I almost got into heated fellowship with my wife yesterday. I had to ask God to forgive me. I didn't say an argument. I said heated fellowship. Praise God. Amen. Some of you husbands and wives. Get a a testimony. (laughs) Praise God. Get into a heated fellowship. (sighs) Amongst the angels of heaven today. Praise God. Amen. All right. So he goes on to say, and so he arose and went. As he went to it, he came to the gate of the city. Behold, a widow woman was there gathering two sticks, and he called her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going, As she was going. Now, isn't it interesting? The Lord had already prophesied to Elijah how he was going to be provided for. for. So not only did Elijah prophesy a famine, then Elijah needed an instruction to survive the famine. Then he already said to the prophet, go to this city. I've already commanded a widow woman. So that was future. That was something in the future. That was prophecy in the future. And then watch this. She had an option. We all have a free will. Come on, hello, somebody, amen. We have options to either obey God's word or we don't have options. Listen, God gave us two free gifts that he'll never ever take from us. One, he gave you the gift of life because you're gonna live for eternity. You're never gonna die. Your body goes six feet under, hello. But your spirit man, which looks just like you, will live forever. And not only that, he gave you the gift of a free will. And he will never override your free will Ever. Isn't it interesting that the God of the universe created his most precious creation, us, and then gave us a free will to either worship him, reject him, curse him, or praise him. Wow. That's ultimate love, isn't it? Yeah. So he goes on to say here in verse 11, And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not but a cake and a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Wow. I mean, if it was today's paper, Plant City Courier, Preacher Takes Last Woman's Meal. No, but you have to understand that God has to have a seed from you to get a harvest to you. It's a principle that he put in the earth. I guess we're getting ready to hit strawberry season. Amen. Everybody's getting ready for strawberry season. Isn't it interesting in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about there is seed, time, and harvest. Amen. That is a earthly principle that God put into the earth. He makes it rain on the just and the unjust alike. Hello. Hello. So therefore, seed, time, and harvest. If you have no seed in the ground, it doesn't matter how much time goes by. The only thing you're going to reap is weeds. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. But you've got to sow good seed. You've got to put it in the ground, and then you have time. You can't go out and dig up your seed all the time. Okay, so how is it that we dig up our seed? We dig up our seed with our mouths. How would that sound like today? Well, I've been tithing and I've been giving and I haven't seen nothing. I'm still in debt and I'm still broke, busted, and disgusted. I don't know if this tithing thing really works or not. What are you doing? You're digging up your seed with your mouth. I've been sowing and I've been sowing I haven't seen no harvest. I do you believe that? Yeah, I absolutely believe it. Within well, you're having what you believe. Praise God. Amen. Because the Bible says in the book of Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four, whosoever shall so say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Amen. That's right. Amen. Oh, shoot! Abota, boda, abota, boda. Praise God. Amen. So sometimes we have to change our declaration or our confession. Hello, some of us need to pray for crop failure. Praise God. Amen. Hello, somebody. You must be listening intently this morning, praise God. I just want to make sure you're just listening intently. Okay. Because it's a good word this morning. Amen. amen. Don't want to miss it. But it's okay to say hallelujah, amen, in this Presbyterian church. you know it or not, we're Presbyterians. Maybe. Want to be. No, we'll, we'll be whatever Paul needs to be so that some can be saved. Praise God. Amen. So if you're Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, charismatic, Catholic, whatever. Can you say amen? So the instruction that you follow and the action that follows the instruction determines the outcome of your life. Okay, so let's let's see what happens here. Watch this. And we're gonna pick it back up in verse thirteen. And Elijah said it here, fear not. Fear not, you're not going under. Fear not, your body is going to be healed. Fear not, you're going to have more than enough, not just just enough. Fear not, your dreams, your visions, and things that God's placed in your heart shall come to pass. Fear not. Because isn't that what happens sometimes when we get attacked? Fear tries to grip us. That's the number one tool that the enemy will use. Come on now. The number one tool that God uses is your your faith. The second tool that the enemy uses is fear. Because fear is the opposite of faith. Of faith always triumphs fear. Always. Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, bring it to me, and after make for thee and thy son, for thus says the Lord God Almighty. Watch this, I put this in my notes. The voice of the prophet, prophet is the voice of God. The voice of the prophet is the voice of God. A true, genuine prophet speaks on the behalf of God. If that doesn't cause fear and trembling, because it would be a terrible day to be on the day of judgment, and you claim to be a prophet, and you say something in the name of the Lord, and God look at you and go, I said no such thing. That would be like a bad day for eternity. You know how long is eternity? Forever. It'll be bad forever for you. Come on now. So the voice of the prophet, a genuine prophet, is the voice of God. Amen. Something happens when God speaks through the voice of a prophet. Let me tell you what happens. It's like it instantly accelerates. There's an instant acceleration. Um, I've used gin in this scenario before. Can I share that story that happened many, many years ago? We were over at Alexander. And I remember right in the middle of the service, I just stopped, and I said, Jen, I said, the last two weeks have been absolutely horrible. I said, you've been struggling and struggling and things like that, but this next week will be a good week. You're coming out of that struggle, and then a week from now, you'll receive a blessing. So that was on a Sunday so she said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. But the last two weeks have been absolutely horrible. I had a tree fall on my car and just all kinds of financial things and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, on that Monday, after she came home from work, she went to the mailbox. And guess what? There was a $10,000 check in the mailbox. So hence, watch this, the saying, in the last two weeks you've had da-da-da-da-da, you've had problems and all that kind of stuff, but this week you're coming out, it's been transitioned, and at the end of this week you'll receive a blessing. How would you like to have a $10,000 check show up right in your mailbox? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So sometimes when the voice of the prophet goes forth, it accelerates whatever situation. And we see that here. Watch. It goes on to say, and she did, verse 15, And she did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil, according to the word of the Lord which was spake. You know how long that lasted? Three and a half years. It was a sustaining miracle for three and a half years. Every time she went to the barrel, she put her cup in, put her cup in, made the meal, put the cup in, made the meal. Every time she poured the castor, whatever, you know, Crisco, every time she poured Crisco in the pan, hello, somebody, for three, and she didn't have to go grocery shopping for three and a half years. And what caused it? One act of obedience and not fearing. Now, isn't it interesting here? It says that the prophet didn't ask for everything. He just said, make something for me first. First. Give something to me first. Now, when you read in the Old Testament about the first fruits, which is around Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, it's in there. Praise God. When you talk about first fruits, especially in Genesis, theologians tell us that's generally the tithe, which is 10%. First fruits. They called it first fruits. They didn't call it tithe until after Abraham. But the principle of the tithe goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Well, how is that? Well, God, watch this, God said to Adam and Eve, Of every fruit of every tree you may eat of, but the fruit of this one tree you shall not eat of. What tree was that? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. So he's like saying this, 90% of all the fruit in the garden you can eat, but the 10% that this tree produces is mine. You can't eat of it. Do you all agree with that? That The principle of the tithe in the Garden of Eden? Absolutely. Okay? So that was before Levitical law. Come on, hello. Hello. I mean, the only reason why Levitical law came is because they didn't know what lawlessness was until the Levitical law. Yeah. Come on, hello, somebody. And then, not only that, they added their own, like 500 or 600 rules. It's called the Pentateuch. They added that. How much was it? 630. 630 there you go. 630 30 rules and regulations from the Pentateuch. That wasn't from the Torah. Right. Oh, talk right. about bondage. That's right. That's what religion does. It causes bondage. Man, break them chains, Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 So the instruction you follow by the corresponding action determines the outcome of your life. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So if you need a tithing offering envelope or an offering envelope on the back of your chair is an offering envelope. If you don't have one, raise your hand and usher. will get that to you. Please make it out to Life Family Church. Um, please fill out all the addresses and we put your whole address in there so that we can put that in the accounting system to send you a tax receipt at the end of the year. If you're giving by way of debit card or credit card, please fill out the numbers legibly, including the expiration date and CVS, which is the three-digit number on the back of the card. Um, please fill it out. You know, don't, do, don't write in tongues. They don't understand the interpretation of tongues in the accounting department, and they don't understand numerology, even though the book of Numbers was written. Praise God. So comes time that a six looks like an eight, and an eight looks like a six. Praise God, amen. And, um, you know, I, I, one of the bankers, we bank at Pilot Bank, and there's a young lady in there. She's like 23 years old. She doesn't know how to write cursive. I know. So I said, you do not know. She said, I, don't, I can't read cursive, and I don't know how to write cursive. I said, are you kidding me? She said, it was taken out my senior year in high school. So I did not learn, did not learn. You know, I, I guess they didn't teach it. Man, I guess they're bringing it back. They're supposed to be bringing it back. Isn't that right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, may God help us all. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Was that a good word? Yeah. Man. Yeah. So if whatever you're situation is ask the Lord for instruction You may just need an instruction and 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 here's something very interesting we're going to talk about how how to hear the voice of God here in a moment so that you can clearly know I just really felt prompted by the Lord I know I just taught that class but I just felt like the church needed to hear how how can you discern God's voice in your own voice how can you discern God's voice your own voice and the devil's voice Come on, hello. I think most I think most Christians struggle. Is that me or is that God? Yes. I think that's the issue. Is that me? Is that just me or is that God? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that here in a few moments to help yes. clarify so that you can hear and understand the voice of God. And not to ever override it. <laughs> oh man, the spirit spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. Amen. Isn't it? Yeah. Are you ready to give? Say yay. yay. All right, lift your offering toward heaven if you would, please. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that we follow the instruction. And Father, it's based upon covenant that we have with you. That covenant is whatever is yours is ours, and whatever is ours is yours if you have need of it. So Father, we just thank you for it right now. Satan, you are bound in the name of Jesus. You are under our feet. We command you right now, get your hands off of God's people's finances in the name of Jesus. Father, according to the book of Proverbs chapter 22, verse Verse 13, it says that the wealth of the wicked eventually makes its way into the hands of the righteous. So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We lose our angels that have been assigned to us even at birth right now, according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. We command you go forth right now, influence the wealth of the wicked to transfer to us. So, Father, we thank you right now for pay raises. Lord, we thank you for bonuses. We thank you for increase. Lord, we thank you for promotions in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that need jobs get a job those that need better jobs open the door for a better job father we thank you right now we bless you right now and we praise you that all of our needs wants and desires and dreams are fulfilled in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen, amen. ushers if you'll serve the people welcome to the search for meaning if you're alive, Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Romans, chapter 8. And we're going to pick it up in verse 14. Romans, chapter 8, verse 14. We're just going to talk about a few ways to be led by the Spirit of God and how to hear His voice and, how, and actually how it works. I'm going to show you how it works so that you'll have clarity uh, from today and forward. Can you say amen? All right. Romans, chapter 8. In verse 14, we I'm going to start right there. It says this. Are you there? Okay. For as many are, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, it's not itself, it's himself. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of, his, of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, following Jesus, who is our great shepherd, Jesus is the great shepherd. Agreed? Okay. We ultimately answer to him. But God has put a fivefold ministry in the body of Christ. Did you know that? you got the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And those offices are to equip the saints. That's what they, these offices are designed for. In those offices are the gifts of the Spirit in greater manifestation than necessarily in a congregation. We all have the, the, the ability to operate in nine gifts of the Spirit. Did you know that there's nine gifts of the Spirit? Okay, there's three revelation gifts, three utterance gifts, and three power gifts. The revelation gifts is a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. The utterance gifts is tongues, interpretation of tongues of prophecy. The, the, um, manifest, uh, the power gifts are the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith. Okay, we should all be at that place. Amen. One of the things that I felt in my heart, and we gave this to the Ministry of Helps, is growing up spiritually. We gave a book. How many got one of those books? Okay. So we're going to break that out, and we're going to do some teaching on growing up spiritually. It seems like the Lord is impressing upon his body to begin to grow up in some things. Amen. If we are to go from glory unto glory and realm unto realm, hello, then we should be growing up in some things. Can you say amen? We shouldn't be at the same place spiritually we were a year ago or five years ago or ten years ago. We should progressively be making forward. And if we stumble and we fall, hello, because the Bible does say that a righteous man or woman may fall seven times, but they rise again, you just make sure you fall with direction. Forward, because it's a lot easier getting up when you're falling forward. Praise God, amen. And you just keep on running your race. Now, he says here, those for as many that are led by the spirit of God they are the sons our sons and daughters of God. So following the good shepherd is a good thing and John 10:11 says Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. I think I saw something recently on Facebook where two shepherds had mixed their flocks of sheep together. Then he encouraged those that were watching to try to call the sheep unto themselves. So one person after another person after another person tried to call the sheep to try to separate them and they couldn't do it. Then when one shepherd stood up, he made one sound and suddenly all the sheep began to separate from the flock that they were in. Hello. We are of the flock of the Good Shepherd. We are, listen, we are not of devil's children. Come on, hello, somebody. No, we are the children of the Most High God. If you've been born again, you got Jesus in your heart, you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're saved, you're born again. Hello, somebody. Your destination is heaven, so this is the only hell we're we'll ever experienced. Can you say amen? And yeah, For some, this is the only heaven. For us, this is the only hell, praise God, amen, we'll ever experience. Okay? So we, we follow the good shepherd's voice. He says this in John ten twenty-seven. Jesus went on to say, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Now, this is a very powerful verse I'm about to quote. In Romans fifteen, thirteen it says this: You know you're in faith over a subject is when you have peace and joy. Somebody go to Romans 15, 13, if you would, please, in your Bible. Romans 15, 13. So anything you're facing right now, any new change that you're making in your life right now, any new direction that you're going in your life right now, it needs to have the compass of peace and joy. Don't make decisions outside of peace and joy. Is it Romans 15, 13? Yes. Somebody quote it for me. Romans. Okay, so watch this. The word hope is not I hope so. That's right. When you look at the translation of the word hope, it's a positive expected outcome. That's right. Come on, hello somebody. Right. Amen. So you can actually read it that way. You have a positive expected outcome based upon your faith, because faith and believing is the same. They're interchangeable. And you will follow peace and joy. If you're looking for a career change, follow peace and joy. Your hope is a positive expected outcome based upon you believing because you have peace and joy. Listen, you can be in the midst of a circumstances and the circumstances don't look good, but you can have peace and joy. Don't ever leave your peace. Don't ever leave your joy. And don't ever leave your hope. Remember, it's not I hope so. It's a positive expected outcome. That's when you know you're in faith over a situation. And if you ask anything of the Lord according to his will, he will grant it. Can you say amen? So we already discovered that healing and miracles is his will. We've already discovered that prosperity is his will. So therefore, no matter what you're facing in your life right now, no matter what circumstances are, as long as you've got peace and joy, the positive expected outcome will come to pass amen. if you don't quit. Right. Can you say amen? amen. You've got to have that bulldog tenacity and this wonderful phrase, I will not be defeated and I will not quit. Can you say amen, even if a hair lifts the devil? Yeah, I will not be defeated, and I will not quit, no matter what circumstances. Right. Can you say amen? amen? Okay. So hearing God's voice, we must discern God's voice from all other voices. You've got to discern God's voice from every other voice. The Bible says that there are many voices in the earth, yet none without significance. So how do you Discern what the voice of God is in the voice of your spouse, the voice of your job, the voice of your body, the voice of your family, the voice of your finances. That's right. Ecclesiastes says, Money answers all things. Did you know that it says that money answers all things? So, therefore, money has a voice. So, what do you got to do? Get over here in Jesus' name. Money coming to me. I'm a, all my bills are paid. I got seed to sow. All my needs are met. So money answers all things, talk to the sucker. (laughs) Come on, hello, somebody. Money answers all things. Listen, Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Why? Because the fig tree answered him. Did you know that? Did you know that fig tree answered Jesus? That fig tree spoke to Jesus? Jesus walked up to the fig tree with his disciples, and it was the season of figs, right? He walked up to it, and there were no figs, were there? So what did he say? May no one eat from you ever again. Within 24 hours, they went by. Peter says, look, 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 look. And it dried up from the roots. Well, what would that fig tree say to Jesus when he walked there? He said, ain't got no figs. No, 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 no. What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? Is your circumstances screaming at you? What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? do? Is your body screaming? What you going to do? What you going to do? What? shut up. In Jesus' name, submit to the word of God. Hello? Talk to it. Talk to your mountain. Speak to it. Jesus sent the 70 out. He said, I don't want you to take a bag. I don't want you to take your cloak. But whatever town you enter into, the first house you go into, if they receive you, leave your peace there. But as you go, cast out devils. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leopards. Freely you received, freely give. Isn't that right? Is that what he said? Well, gosh, you guys have received the word. Come on now, pure words. So what do we have to do now? We have to act on. We've got to act on it. Listen, there's a big difference between obtaining knowledge. Proverbs says, knowledge puffs up. Come on, hello. But you've got to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. So you have to put action to what you believe. It's in Mark chapter 5, verse 25. There was a woman with the issue of blood, right? She had, spent, she had gone to many physicians and had spent all she had, but it was nothing better. Rather, grew worse. The Bible says, when she heard of Jesus, she came in and pressed behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Isn't that right? And so as Jesus was passing by, somehow, some way, she made her way through the crowd, touched the hem of his garment, suddenly virtue or power or dunamis left Jesus' body, went into her body. He felt power leave him. She felt his presence. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. And then the Bible says she received her healing because the, 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 the blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And then Jesus turned around in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And in all reality, there was a crowd pressing on him. And in reality, Jesus was saying, who touched the anointing? Praise God. Who touched the power of God? And so, somebody released their faith because there was a lot of people pressing in on Jesus, but only one touched him in faith. And he turned around and about to see who had done this thing, and the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told her all the truth, and Jesus said, "Daughter, your faith, your firm persuasion, your confident expectation, the title deed of what you believed has made you totally whole." Why? Because you said, "If I could just touch the hem of his garment." I know. I know. That's the, I I hope. I hope. I I know. I know. I hope. I hope a positive expected outcome. Thank you shall come to me if I just touch if I just put action to my faith based upon what I have heard uh, the Bible says she heard of Jesus faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God not just by heard it's by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing right. and there's got to be a point in time in all of our lives that we begin, begin to put to practical application if we want a positive expected outcome Amen. Amen. Good. hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Now, the number one way that God will speak to you is through his word. This is the number one way, right here. Now watch this. Our flesh is repelled by this. I didn't get an amen. I didn't get an amen on that. Okay, so let me me prove to you. The amount of reading it or lack thereof will determine... Why is that? Because it's a mirror. It is the face of Jesus. And it brings loving conviction, not hateful condemnation. We are convicted first before we commit something or do something. And then after we, if we override that, which is called quenching the spirit, Quenching the Spirit is actually, and you look that up in the original Greek and Hebrew, it says you're literally taking your hand and choking the life out of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what that means. So he will convict. The Holy Spirit never condemns. Never. He'll convict you. And the conviction will come first. And then because of our free will, we can either override that or we can yield to our flesh. And we know that the wages of sin is what? Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay produces death things start to die in your finances spiritually whatever it is okay so he goes on to say we must discern the voice of all the verses discernment comes with maturity hebrews 5 11 through 14 says this but solid food belongs to those who are full age that is those who by reason of use their senses exercise to discern both good and evil you are built with the dna of god on the inside of you the Bible says we were created in his likeness. So on the inside of you is the DNA of God. You cannot separate it. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, A new spirit I will put within you. I will take out the stone your heart, put it in the heart of flesh. So humanity, because we were created in the image of God, hello, we are built with the DNA. Not only within that DNA, within that DNA is what we call morality. It's a moral code. This Aborigine out in Africa, in the middle of Africa knows it's not right. He may never heard of Jesus, may never have heard of God or anything, but he knows, don't go into your brother's hut and take his sword. Hello! He knows that's wrong. Why? Because that's built within the DNA of humanity. So we know, from the time we are born into this world, what is right and what is wrong. Even little two-year-olds, they know. One-year-olds, they know. I know, I have a grandson. Anybody ever had kids, grandkids? Can I see your hand? You got kids, grandkids? All right, watch this. Do they test you? <laughs> even sometimes, even before you tell them no the first time, they'll go to the coffee table with your coffee. <laughs> They're going to push that coffee cup right onto the floor and onto the carpet, right? And, but they they try you before you before you don't do that. Even before you say don't do that, just walk over there. <laughs> They're kind, the kind of eyeballing you. Like, are you going to say something to me or not? Even my own dog, Jesse, knows. She heard a paw the other day. Yeah. Yeah, so we got it all bandaged up. Yeah, for the last couple of days, you know. And so dogs, they lick their wounds kind of thing. You know, so I've caught her several times licking the bandage, you know, licking the bandage, licking the bandage. And so I, I'll tell her "fooi," which means stop that in Dutch. So now I just, if I hear this, I just walk into the room. She's like, <laughs> she's looking at me like, her ears go, her ears go down and all that kind of stuff. Because I told her Fooey long enough that she knows don't lick the bandage. <laughs> Come on, Hello. Listen, even an old hog knows. He's on a farm. He goes up to a trough to drink some water, and suddenly a brick falls on his head. He understands. Water, trough, brick. He'll look at the trough. He'll look at the water. He just knows. Don't go get a drink from the trough because a brick will fall on your head. I'm not saying we should be like hogs. I'm just saying that we should you know, have a little discernment when it comes to to hearing God's voice. Sometimes, when people tell me, I've I've been doing this for 23 years. Some people, when people tell me, or they tell you, God said, "Is no more God than a duck is a Delta jet airline pilot. Quack, quack. Come on, hello. Sometimes people are moved by the circumstances and they call it God. And it is no more God than anything. I, I recently had someone tell me, God bless them, but they had, I, I hear a lot. I've heard a lot in 23 years of ministry, 14 different countries and being on all kinds of tor- churches. So this person said to me, well, we, we just know, I know I heard God's voice. Well, how, how do you know that? Well, there was this tree that was in my yard and one of the branches was over the drive, and I I knew, I knew that that, you know, the branch looked really kind of shady and all that kind of, and I've been meaning to move my car, because I knew that probably at any moment that branch could have fell on my car, but you know, I just walked out, and I looked up, and I thought, you know what, I probably need to move my car, and all of a sudden, they moved the car, and sure enough, when they came back from the store, the branch had fallen, So therefore, they were making a major decision based upon a branch that did not fall on their car because that day they particularly moved it. How about this? You just wised up. Because you had already seen that the branch was already shady and you already knew that it was going to... You just decided, well, I better get to it. Mm -hmm. And they made a a life-altering decision based upon the possibility of a branch and they just happened to move their car. If I saw a branch, I wouldn't have parked my car there in the first place. Praise God. Amen. Hello. There is such a thing as common sense. But don't call something common sense God. Especially when it comes to making major life-altering decisions for yourself and your family. Amen. 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 Come on now, just because you may not like the, the place you are in right now, with God doesn't mean that it's not the Lord. Do you think Elijah liked it when he just prophesied a famine? How about the Apostle Paul in prison? Come on, hello, who was it? Who, was, who, who was his homeboy that cast out a devil? It was Paul, and, it was Paul and Silas, right? It was Paul and Silas, right? They got, they got put in jail for casting out a devil out of a woman. It'd be like me and Christian going through Plant City. Suddenly this woman comes out of her house. These men are the most high God that show you the way of salvation. But on her front door it says psychic readings at 5 o'clock. Did you know that? She was a psychic, right? You understand that. You read the book of Acts, she was a psychic, right? You understand that, right? So watch this. After three days, this woman is following around Paul and Silas, declaring out of her mouth an absolute truth. Suddenly, Paul discerned. He heard the voice of God, turned to the woman and said, Come out in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Then came out. Then the owners of the woman, because she was a slave girl, hello, that brought much profit to the owners, went and told the magistrates, ruined their, financial, ruin, ruined their financial income, hello, and they went and threw these two guys in jail. Silas could have said to Paul, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Listen, we were going really good until you decided to cast that devil out of that woman. And now here we are, we're in prison. Paul's like, shh, Silas, lift your hands, man. Start praising the Lord, through because the midnight hour is going to come. Were they in the will of God? Some of you are looking at me with a question mark. They were absolutely in the will of God. Jesus prophesied. He said, in this life, you'll be persecuted for your faith. They were thrown in jail for what they believed. If it was today, we meet Christian, like, Christian, why? Golly, Christian, son, why would you have to cast that devil out of that? Well, here we are, my God. Who's going to give us bail? You've been in prison before, haven't you, son? No. <laughs> you've been in jail before. You know the silver bracelet style. Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah. We could get into complaining and into murmuring. None of us ever do that, nope. ever, do we? Yeah. No, 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 no. So the number one way that God will speak to you is through his word. That's the reason why you've got to memorize it. If you wanna know what God's voice sounds like, it's right here, because this is the voice of God. Amen. So you gotta get this in your heart. The more you read this, the clarity his voice will come when you read this. Number two, the second way that God will lead you is called the inward witness, the inward witness. And in the book of Proverbs says that your spirit man is the candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. It's an inward witness. It's a perception. It's a knowing. I, I, I call it the red light, green light, yellow light syndrome. So what do you mean? I've got a decision I've got to make. I'm go- I don't know really what, quite what to do right now, but I'm going to take a step of faith and move in the direction. So I'm going to move in that direction. All of a sudden, you either get a red light like, whoa, stop. It's on the inside of you. Whoa, stop. If it's a whoa, stop, stop right there. But if you take a step of faith and all of a sudden it's yellow, that's a proceed with caution. Hello. So you're like, okay, let me take another step. If you get a red light, then stop. Hello. But if it turns green, then you just keep going, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what the situation is. It's called the inward witness. Basically, this is how the voice of God works. Listen to what I'm telling you. I I can't draw a diagram, but the Lord gave me a diagram on how the voice of God works. You are a spirit being first, aren't you not? Spirit, soul, and body. Is that right? We're spirit beings first. Is that correct? Come on, talk to me. We're spirit beings first, right? That's the real you on the inside. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Your spirit can either be born again, which is alive unto God, or not born again, which is dead unto God. Your spirit man isn't dead. Spirits don't die, okay? But you can be dead in your relationship with God. Once you get born again, you open the door of your heart. You ask Christ to come into your heart. Christ, Jesus, comes and fills your spirit man. Hello? It's a symbiotic relationship. That's the way it works. So, if you are born again, you have Jesus on the inside of you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. Now, the way it works is this. God will speak to the Holy Spirit, who is the power side of God. He's a personality. The Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit, and your spirit will speak to your mind, and it's instantaneous. The voice of God, listen to this, is a very still, small voice. Voice. And if your ears aren't attentive to that still small voice, you could end up missing the Lord. Now, one particular year, I read Brother Hagan's book called How to Be Led by the Spirit. I used that as a devotion for one year because I got sick and tired of making bad mistakes and paying the price afterwards. So I guess if you get to a point that you're sick and tired of making mistakes, then you'll take desperate means. <laughs> to make sure that you hear God so you don't miss the voice of God. Can you say amen? Amen. So that's how it's called the inward witness. It's a perception. It's an intuition. It just seems that we need to go this direction. May not make sense. Now, God has put checks and balances in our lives. A pastor in your life is just not to sit here and preach a very nice sermon for you and, and then you go home and you, whatever you do. No, there's spiritual authority. Every pastor should have a pastor. I, I get a little leery with ministers who do not have a covering. I have a pastor. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown is my pastor. We have Nancy Dufresne in our lives. Plus, I have nine board members in my life. And they're all older than me except for Pastor Todd. But they've had, if you were to add all the years of ministry, it would be 250 years of ministry with my board members. Hello. I'm, I'm grateful for that. So let me give you an example. I, I, I just, it's just not me and God, folks. It's me, God, my wife, my pastor, my board members. I've surrounded myself with godly counsel because why 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 are you doing that? Because I get sick and tired of making a mistake and then paying the price. Oh, hallelujah. It's too painful. So, this is what I did before we started this church because the church came out of the ministry. The ministry, Jack Myers' ministries didn't come out of the church. The church came out of Jack Myers' ministries. So what we have is we have Jack Myers Ministries, we have the Synergy Church, which is the original name, doing business as Life Family Church. And then we have Live Christian University, and then we have Jack Myers Ministries Missions. Okay? So those are separate entities with separate bank accounts because we fund those bank accounts, which actually helped us get this building, which is a $580,000 building, and we only owe $385,000 on it. So that's a to' what right there. I like it. So this is what I did. When I, when I felt led of the Lord, and I felt led of the Lord to start a church. Now watch this. I, I, I like foresight. I like to see ahead. The Bible says that the Spirit of God will show you things to come. So I like to see ahead. We have to plan a year ahead for missions. So i got to find out what country he wants us to go to, when we're going to go to it, and how we're going to do it. It looks like in November of this year, we're, I'm going to the country of Burma to do a crusade. So Marie said something to me the other day. She said, "Baby, why don't you do another crusade? Just bear witness with me. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a hold of Daniel King and talked to him, and he just, he just texted me and said, it looks like we might be going to Burma in November. I said, it's perfect, and it's the perfect budget too. It was the budget that I originally said that we could do. Me, me Todd, and 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 Daniel maybe going to Burma to do a mass miracle healing crusade. So I feel at peace about that. Really, I've been trying to get to Brazil, but it doesn't seem to be opening Brazil. Even though I have Rubens Cunha, who we had to preach in the church. Timing for for there's just a timing for everything. Can you say Amen? So we'll we'll look into Burma and we'll talk pastor time. But that, what is, that's foresight. That's looking into the future, seeing things. So I went to my board and we told them two years, three, actually three years prior to us starting the church. I went to them. I said, I feel let us start church. What do y'all say? Well, we believe you can do it, but we want you to wait two years. All of them. Now, if I was stubborn, and, and all nine board members were in agreement, and I'm, y'all, y'all are missing the Lord. Lord told me. The Lord told me to go start a church in Plant City. Highly unlikely that all of them are missing it. It would be more likely if I would have pushed my way, it would have been me. So you know what we did? We waited three years. Waited three years. And the most amazing thing happened. In the first three years, we went from HCC, we rented the Shiloh Baptist Association building, which was on Alexander, and God led us to that building. We couldn't find a building, and God led us to that building totally, because I was searching. I was, going for, I was just putting action to my faith. I'd go out, and I'd pray in the Holy Ghost as I'm driving. Lord, you got to lead me. you got to lead me. We can't find a place. we got to get out of HCC. It's just tear up and tearing down things. It's just not working. So all of a sudden, we were in the Shiloh Baptist building for three years. We knew, watch this, we knew we needed at least three years of financials to present to the bank if we were going to get a loan for a building. Come on, hello somebody, amen. As a matter of fact, at the end of three years, the Shiloh Baptist said to me, listen, we want to just take over the mortgage payment. We don't even need any profit. That's what they said to us. And the reason why is because we fixed our property up. As a matter of fact, um, the head of the Shiloh Baptist uh, Pastors Association here came to me and said, you have really fixed our building up. I said, this, this is it's a house of God. It's God's finances. I mean, we put money in it. I mean, we fixed it up really, really nice. He said, would you mind if our real estate agent came by and took pictures of the building? I said, absolutely. It's y'all's building. But we want to give you the option first, Dr. Myers. We just want you to pay the mortgage on the building. We said, thank you very much, but it's too small. The building is too small. We really appreciate it. We're kind of landlocked. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We're going to do that. So all of a sudden, now it's the seventh day Adventist. Spanish seventh day Adventist bought, bought that building. So that was kind of cool. It gave us a little extra time because they worship on Saturday and we worship on Sunday. But the thing of the matter is, is when it's your building, you really don't want anybody else in there. So after about three months, they began to push really hard. We love you, we love you, we love you, but get out, get out, get out of, my get out of our building. So the press was on, hard, because we hadn't found anything yet. It's hard pressed to find a building that's big enough in Plant City. Amen. So all of a sudden, we, we, the search was on. Now watch this, Satan threw a monkey wrench, threw a monkey wrench in the mix. Because sometimes when there's a lot of pressure, hello, to make a decision and you're kind of time crunched, you can sometimes act in haste. Any, ever done that before? Yeah, I've done that before, man, paid a price. So there were some well-meaningful people that got around us. And they began to talk us out of some things. Because, you know, when you're taking a leap of faith. But it was interesting, within that three-month period of time, we raised over $150,000. Because we needed, we needed a down payment. Watch this. Provision is made where the will of God is known. Provision is made where the will of God is known. So all of a sudden we found this building and we walked through it and he wanted $580,000 and he wasn't going to budge off $580,000 but I never believed God for anything for a 580, that's a half a million bucks right there. Praise God. That was a leap of faith. Hello. We came to this building. We were talked out of it. Sometimes well-meaning people. Listen, if God wants to bless your life, he'll bring a person in your life. If Satan wants to curse your life, he'll bring a person in your life. It's up to you to determine who's from who. Let me say that again. When God wants to bless your life, he'll bring a person in your life. When Satan wants to curse your life, he'll bring a person in your life. It's up to you to determine who is from who. Wow. And there's never a decision that anybody makes that doesn't affect the lives of others. I'll say that again. There is never a decision anybody makes that does not affect the lives of others. People would make slower decisions if they would realize, who is this going to affect? Is it going to affect my family, my wife, my husband, my kids? How about my friends, relatives, neighbors, business associates? Who is this going to affect? What I'm about to do, what I'm about to make a decision that's going to be life-altering, who will it affect? I think that if we begin to think that way, we might be a little slower so all of a sudden we came to this building and then we gave it up. But I sat on my couch prior to coming and visiting this building because we visited it once and we kind of left it. And I was sitting on the couch and out of my mouth just came these words: "That building is ours." I said that with Marie, but sometimes you didn't. I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize that it was actually the, the spirit of God because you know, you got to sometimes speak things into being. Hello. Even in the midst of a storm that you may be facing right now. Even in the midst of trials and tribulations. Even in the midst of pressure right now. Amen. Is this a good word? Can I get, take a few more minutes? Yes. Okay. Hope I'm encouraging you. Because yes. I, I really felt strong that I needed to talk to you about this today. Because it could set a precedence for what you're facing now or even in the future. Can you say amen? amen. Okay. So all of a sudden, for about six weeks, we're looking everywhere in Plant City. How, y'all, y'all know that place over on Park Road where that big radio tower is? You know that tower that's right there? We looked at that space. Oh, holy golly, that thing was a mess. I mean, we walked in there. Uh, the, the amount of money just to fix up the, a couple of those bays. You know, I, who who wants a radio tower on top of your church? Hello, somebody. I mean, my God, help us all. Yeah, James? You're good? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Listen, James, I'm trying to find a building. Praise God. Amen. All right. <laughs> Amen. So, all of a sudden, we walked in. They were searching everywhere. And then, all of a sudden, we sat back on the couch after six weeks later. LCU about to start. We're still at HCC because we got kicked out because we were at ACC Shiloh Baptist, and then we had to leave the, the Seventh day Adventist because it was their building. So, we went back to being nomadic is not really good. People, people will consider you very unstable if you're always nomadic. Here today, gone tomorrow. You know, you got to get roots. You got to get rooted. So this, that was for the first three, four years, trying to find a place to land here. So all of a sudden, I was sitting on the couch, and I said, and Marie and I were talking, I said, we've lost our peace and joy. Because when we went back to the building, every time I thought about the building, I had peace and joy, even though it looked impossible and how God was going to do it and all that kind of stuff. But, and then all of a sudden, we need to come back to the building. Because LCU is about to start, and we almost signed a year lease at another property. It was a, it was a two-story building. We almost signed on the dotted line for a whole entire year for LCU because of the pressure. To do, we got to have the school got 40, 50 students, got to have the school. Now watch this. When, when you are trying and you're trying to move forward, that grace and mercy, God, God will be gracious and merciful to you in your, in your effort to obey him, in your effort. Listen, you will never not go unawarded by God in an effort to obey him. Come on now. Even though you may not know what all, all the circumstances are, you're just taking a step of faith, and you're trying to obey the Lord. So all of a sudden, we said, okay, we'll do it. So they wanted like 800 bucks a month, and then this is what we told them. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll give you $1,000 a month. We'll pay first and last month's rent, and we'll give you the first month up front. It Just let us modify this one wall so that we can have separate rooms because downstairs we'll be in the reception area. Upstairs we'll be in all the classrooms. So I got to the real estate agent. They went and talked to them, and they came back and they said no. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Now you're in real estate. So you have a rental property that comes underneath you. I say to you, as my real estate agent, I'll give them first month thousand bucks, last month a thousand bucks, and we'll pay. Uh, I think we'll pay, oh, we'll pay three months in advance, three thousand dollars. That's five thousand. We'll give you five thousand dollars can we just change this one wall? You go and present that to your representatives, right? And they tell you no. What does that mean in your mind? I'm going to give you five grand up front. And they say no. I mean, I mean, this is three months in advance, first and last month's rent. Five grand and you tell me no? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, thank God. I mean, thank God. Because not too long after that, we came here, and we presented an offer. It was a, about $10,000 less than what it was. It was a lot of work in this place. Oh, man, you, how many were here when we moved in here? A lot of work. Woo! Woo! This used to be all the offices. We had to put in a $20,000 steel beam in here to hold the roof up. You, 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 know how, you know how he paid for this? Let me tell you how he paid for this. I got into a car accident. I have a titanium rod in this leg. I got $30,000 from the insurance company. I took twenty grand and I put it in here. That, that's my, that's my. my. My, my This is my steel beam. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. It matches my leg, you're right. Yeah. This is my this is my this is my sister in law. You know, she used to cuss me many years ago. Did you know that? She used to cuss me behind my back. <laughs> my paybacks are heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now I'm a pastor. Praise God. Yep. <laughs> see, you see, there's justification in everything. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> so we come in here. We got in here. And, got, and we paid, we've paid cash for all the re- renovations. Amen. Which is awesome. The only debt that we have is we have debt on this building. I have debt on our car we just bought and on a mortgage on my house. So a mortgage on my house, mortgage on here, and a car. That's the only debt. We do not have credit card debt whatsoever, which is awesome. Amen. I said all that to say this. It's important that you are led by God in anything and everything you do, that you hear his voice. You have to hear his voice. Amen. Amen. So the number one way is the word of God, number two way, it's an inward witness, it's an intuition. The way God speaks is this, God will speak to the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit, your spirit will speak to your mind. It's like a pop-up toaster, but it's a very small voice, it's a still small voice. How many times have we all, and I'll close with this, how many times we've all, we heard a small voice, but we overwrote it, and after we did it, we found out what happened, and we go, oh Man, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. Something told me not to do that. Come on. Hello, somebody. Can I get a witness? Yeah. That was God. That was the voice of God. Totally, that's him. So now that you're aware of that still, small voice, sometimes that's the reason why I go to my prayer closet. I shut out all the other voices. I don't take my phone in there. I don't take anything in there. I go in there and I sit down, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long it is, to shut out the world. And then you got to clear your mind of everything you got to do and the pressures and the deadlines and the bills and just everything is going. Clear your mind. Can I relate one more story to you since you've been listening so well? Just one more. Brother Hagan, in his book, How to Be Led by Spirit, talked about a businessman who only finished the ninth grade. This is what he said, and this was back in the 40s, late 40s. That businessman never lost an investment. He was a multi, multi millionaire with a ninth grade education. Brother Hagan asked him, What's your secret? This is what he said When a deal comes to me and it looks really good, I'd be a fool not to invest in it. He said, I usually take two, at the most three days. I do some fasting. I do some praying. And I go into my prayer closet and I ask the Lord. And he said, I wait till I hear the inward witness and the inward voice. If the inward voice says, yes, do it, I do it. Regardless of what it looks like. If the inward voice says, no, don't do it, but you'd be a fool if you didn't. He said, I always obey the inward voice. And he said, I've never Lost money on any investment ever. Amen. Watch this. So it is possible that we could all hear the voice of God, and if we obey it, we'll never ever make a foolish mistake again. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Come on, stand to your feet if you would. You've been so gracious. I hope I hope that minister to you about hearing the voice of God and clearing. You know, and also counsel. If you can't get clarity on some things, get counsel, especially if it's a major decision that's going to affect other people's lives. Because watch this, if counsel is for you, spiritual counsel is for you, and they, they have your best interests at heart and no hidden motives, you can't go wrong with that. Listen, I, I, didn't, I didn't go wrong with not listening to my nine board members. I listened to them. And it took three years before we started the church. We kind of just, uh, uh, listen, Brother Hagan said this, I'd rather be a little behind God than ahead of God. Yeah. Because if I'm a little bit behind God, I can catch up. But if I'm out in front of God, I can get myself in trouble. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, lift your hand, let's worship the Lord. There were many of your hands that went up when it says that you needed a miracle. And um, whatever, it, whatever it may be. But you know what? We serve a God of miracles. We serve a God of healing. We serve a God of prosperity. Hallelujah. Can we just worship him just a brief moment? Because you know what? There's power in agreement. Hallelujah. Jesus is passing by here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. So whether it may be physical healing in your body that you may need, maybe a financial miracle that you may need, man, today's your day. Things are shifting so fastly. And God is moving you. He's moving you toward him. He's calling out to all of us to come up higher. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. Get the iPod, I mean the, the, the podcast on this on this teaching because you can listen to it over and over and over again. So that you can absolutely discern what the voice of God is and what your voice is and what the voice of the enemy is. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him, if you would please. We just worship you. We worship your father. We worship you, Father. We worship you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You know what I feel led in my spirit to do? Maybe we ought to talk to the Lord right now and ask Him to forgive us for not listening to His voice and obeying Him and missing it and and things like that. So let's just take a moment right now and say, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me for not hearing Your voice and not instantly obeying it. I'm sorry. I, I repent right now. I ask that You forgive me. You know, some of these things are are my doing. They're not even the enemy's doing. It's my doing. So please forgive me. And Father, I thank you that we hear your voice clearly and the voice of strangers we do not follow. And Father, we thank you that we are in in the perfect, your perfect will for our lives. We're going in the right direction and what we know we need to do regardless of the circumstances. So Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you forgive us. Father, we thank you that your will is for healing in our bodies. Be made manifest we thank you that your will is for our bills to be paid on time and have advanced we thank you that your will is prosperity biblical prosperity that all of our needs wants and desires are met father god you are the god that's more than enough you are el shaddai father we thank you that we hear your voice in the voice of strangers we don't follow we hear you clearly in everything that we do we're not moved by the circumstances we're not moved by what we see or by what we feel. We're only moved by the word of God. Father, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our
1: website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.